0: I feel the pressure of watching some people press up on people that they impress with because they consider them precious. They do whatever, man, just to get in their presence, but only if they can see when they pop a antidepressants. It's hard to see when the paparazzi impress on pressing us the whole perspective that all their earthly possessions can fully satisfy just because it gives them pleasure, but that's a lie from the pit just to keep your eyes on the present.
1: Damn! Okay. George Black coming in here on the Is This Us, the podcast. (laughs) Spitting straight fire.
0: I didn't even know we was recording.
1: We're absolutely recording. <laughs> you kidding me? I hear you starting to like you're mumbling that under your breath a little bit, like, wait, what? I'm gonna record that. What is that, man?
0: Hashtag to the truth. Old rapper I used to listen to. His debut album, Moments of Truth. The song is called Satisfied, and it is probably the hottest joint on the album.
1: That's one of those moments where you could have easily been like, yo, that's me. Those are my lines, and I would have been like, wow. It's amazing.
0: That happened to me once, actually. I went to a funeral and somebody did a song by Casting Crowns, this old Christian band. Okay. Right? And uh said it was his and did it like it was a poem and it was lyrics to one of Casting Crown's songs. And I was like, this is not happening at this funeral right now.
1: See, the only time I can remember like taking credit for things that blatantly weren't me that like I did are funny enough when I have been in Las Vegas <laughs> taking just taking on the amazingness and the debauchery that is Vegas and, and just living into that, right? The the go bigger, go home of that is Las Vegas. And so it's funny that it came around this way because that's what this episode of This Is Us is all about. It's it's Bass. about bachelor, bachelorette parties in Las Vegas, and and so that's how we're gonna kick off the Is This Us the podcast this week. As always, I'm Christian Shabu. I'm
0: George Black.
1: And this week, the episode is all focused in Vegas. Very exciting place. George, have you ever been to Las Vegas? I've never been to Las
0: Vegas. Actually, one time when I said I wanted to go to Las Vegas, you told me that I probably wouldn't like it. And the only thing that has ever made me want to go to Vegas was, or rather is, a big video game tournament that... I probably will still go to once in my life. It's called the Evolution Fighting Game Tournament. But other than that, I've never actually had too much of an interest going to Vegas.
1: So I want to be clear about a couple of things. One, I didn't say that you wouldn't like it. I did say that it didn't feel like it fit in like the flow of who George Black is.
0: Okay, that sounds that sound like it was more accurate.
1: I'm just saying, you are you are a modest man. You're a man that lives into his integrity day in and day out, a virtuous man. And I'm just saying that, like Vegas is none of those things. Like you, you can go, you can go and catch a show, I suppose. But if you're going out there, and I say this from experience, if you're going out there and you're going out with some of, some of your boys or some friends, right, you are going to do some shenanigans. Got it. Got and you're and you're going to spend lots of money. I am embarrassed to admit the thousands and thousands of dollars <laughs> that I have lost mm. in that city. And and the the extent of the lies, the stories that I've I've told while I'm in Vegas.
0: Yo, self aware man though, at least you know.
1: And they're not like full lies, right? Like they're not like totally baseless lies, right? But like I definitely have been out there before and been like, oh yeah, you know I'm a I'm a writer. That's, that's true. That is true. <laughs> I have written some things.
0: There's a book on Amazon. You can buy it. You can. I'm just
1: saying. You can. Poets are just kids who didn't make it. Shout out to that book. Amazon right. 1099. This episode is brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> the unofficial sponsor of Is This Us The Podcast. Oh, the back
0: of my head hurts. This is the most laughter I've done on this podcast so far.
1: Mission accomplished <laughs> I think what's really interesting about this episode of this is Us is that it feels like it's the the first episode certainly this season where we've we've been in a remote location right we had episodes in the previous year um, when we went to different parts of uh, Randall's father's hometown and all that sort of stuff and, and a couple other areas where we like took some adventures other places but but this seems like the first episode we've really been out of uh, where kate randall and kevin live
0: that's that's an interesting thought too because i felt like a lot of the the things that came up probably wouldn't have come up in a place where everybody was doing things status quo they had to go to a place like vegas for that truth for that stuff to come up right we're going to get a little more into that
1: and to your point like the interacting differently is that we actually get into a little bit more development of other characters Mm -hmm. right which is which is out of the Sort of like status quo, again, to your point, that we usually get with This Is Us. You know, usually the episodes are focused directly on the Pearsons and we get a little bit of the other characters. But uh, the, this episode in particular focused, and we're going to get into this more, a lot on uh, Toby and on Beth. And so that was really interesting. We're going we're gonna to focus a little bit more on that in a few minutes. But before we do that, George, the master of the This Is Us 90-second recap.
0: Am I timed? Are we doing this? We oh, doing you, this? you know
1: we're timed. I mean, this, is, this is an ongoing competition I'm between you and me. And so far, as much as I hate to admit it, you are winning this competition. I'll take that. The 92nd This Is Us recap of the Las Vegas episode. Mm-hmm.
0: So today's episode of This Is Us starts with the Pearsons, uh, Jack and Rebecca, celebrating their anniversary, the very first anniversary of the bowling alley and Rebecca gets him, gets Jack a nice gift, only to be one-upped by Jack and his amazing gestures. And we see that happen a few times. And then we see Rebecca wake up one morning on the anniversary and specifically ask Jack to remember a favor he, she asked him, which is to not go big this year. And he agreed. He seemed a little sad, but he agreed. And we forward to present time. They are preparing for a trip to Vegas for Kate. And Toby's uh, bachelor and bachelorette parties, and everyone's getting really excited. Um, Toby's excited. Randall and Beth are having a little trouble about Deja. Um, they see that Deja came and asked for some money, and and Beth is just trying to kind of move a little away from that. Um, we they're in Vegas, and uh, there's a big fight that happens between Beth. And Randall where uh, some truth comes out around uh, Beth being the the the, the head and, and Randall being the heart, and um, and just that, that 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 dynamic, that interaction. Um, Toby is really excited about wanting to be closer to the to his two step brothers, um, and ends up uh, brother-in-law's brother, and ends up uh, being left by both of them and feeling bad about that. Um, and uh, the episode kind of culminates in this idea around. Um, big gestures and what it means to, to share and to show intention around uh, loving and being loved by people. Beth and Randall end up trying to enact a big gesture to go see uh, Deja, who's not in her home anymore. And they find out at the end of the episode that uh, her and her mom have been living in a car for the last few weeks.
1: Georgia was a valiant effort. Oh no! A valiant effort indeed. Oh no. You should be proud of yourself. Okay. But know that this time around, yeah. you went two minutes.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: In fact, 34 seconds over. Ugh. Two minutes, four seconds. Ugh. It was because so much. There was a lot. There
0: was a lot in this episode, There man. was
1: a lot. And in fact, like this episode, there was so much in it, you're sweating a little bit right yeah. now. No, it's just The audience it's, can't see it, but it's you're sweating. Here. <laughs> That's not true. It is a cool... Temperature here in the is this uh, studios flying
0: like you in Vegas?
1: You know, it was one of the things that you brought up in the recap, and it's the the one thing that stuck with me from the very beginning of the episode, and I, I kept thinking about it over and over to the point of Jack and Rebecca giving them each other gifts uh, for their anniversary. Rebecca's gifts that she was giving, right? The notebook that was filled with Jack's doodles that she found uh, a way to bind all of those doodles together. And then for the fourth anniversary, it's a really beautiful hammer um, to to sort of just embolden Jack's vision for, for building and having his own company. These are gestures, and she even says it when she's talking about why she did these things, that really necessitated listening, right? And she even makes that point. And Jack's gestures, are are huge right like you said that he one ups but it's really like he 10 ups her on each one of these things like having a dance in the middle of the the bowling alley with the disco ball and the stevie wonder playing in the background uh and then for the fourth anniversary uh baby grand piano Mm -hmm. and and so all of these things right and and I just thought, wow, that is so incredibly difficult to live with.
0: What I loved was that at the end, Rebecca got an opportunity to interact with that one upping, ten upping in a different way because it got passed down, right? Her now her children are big and about these big gestures. And they they have learned from Jack that when you love you gotta go big, right? Like, when you love, you have to go big. And so they, they went big for their parents. And and it made Rebecca even, and it say, like, go big next year. Like, be yourself, right? Like, she she learned to appreciate it in a new way when she saw her kids kind of embrace that.
1: Which is interesting because then you have the growth of Jack, too, by the end when they're up on the roof. And he's like, hey, babe, I don't. I don't need to just show you that love one day a year, right? Like, I see it every day, and your, and your beauty and your magnificence. I'm paraphrasing here, but like he, he notes that, right? And, and, and a little bit of a redemption, I think. I wasn't necessarily sure how I felt about it at first. I was like, man, that's some, that's some BS. We just saw that Jack is this person that goes huge on these gifts. But then I thought, well, of course this show spans decades, and, and we grow.
0: Jack said to, uh, to Rebecca, you are my daily media shower. And I was like, let me write that
1: down. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: That's, a, that's, that's strong.
1: That's a good line. That's a strong one. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket for when I really need to use it. Yeah? I not, respect that. Not just on like a first date or a second date, nah, but that, nah, that's nah. that's a line you use like five, ten years into a marriage. That, ooh, into some commitment.
0: That's that's some real... Whew,
1: that's a commitment line. That's a
0: commitment line.
1: That's not something you use at the bar where you're like, girl, you're my meteor shower. They're <laughs> not going to know what you're saying. <laughs> well, George... It's time that we get into the big three of this episode. And funny enough, the big three, which commemorates Kevin, Randall, and Kate, our first two big three of the evening are actually about other characters, mm-hmm. right? And we're actually going to launch into Beth, right? So so this is a character that we've gotten, obviously, throughout the first two seasons here, you know, we see Beth regularly, we see that relationship with Randall, but as far as a real development of who this person is and the character development, we haven't fully gotten a lot of that. Certainly not like one episode where we really go in on it. And this episode, it feels like we actually, we get a really strong sense of of Beth and the inner workings and, and how Randall perceives her and her inner workings.
0: When I see Beth and her interaction with Randall, what's clear to me is like Beth is the perfect kind of woman for Randall. Randall needed a wife who could handle all of Randall, right? Uh, because Randall can be a lot. Randall is, is a lot even for Beth, right? I mean, sometimes Beth just needs a break. <laughs> Beth just needs a rest. We got to see this this dynamic between Beth and, and Randall. Randall calls Beth the head, right? And, and Randall's the heart. And Beth took that as like an insult, right? Like that was like on the head, right? I'm just like I, I just got no emotion. It was just interesting to see them because uh, they they tend to like be on the same page, right? So it was interesting to see them like kind of falter a bit.
1: Well, it's interesting to me when Randall brought that up, when they were in the limo, they first get to Las Vegas. And that's when he says that, right? Because they're having a dispute around how they're both handling the situation with Deja and how Randall won't let there just be a little bit of space, right? And a little bit of a break or a reprieve for them. Because they've gone through a lot as, as a as a couple and as a family over the last episodes and, and this whole season, right? And when he said that, it struck me. it was like, it's so interesting because... We get so much, particularly when Randall, the depictions of Randall as a as a young boy, whether he's a child or a teenager, of just how smart he is, mm-hmm. right? It's his it's his intelligence, his head. That's the thing that like is his defining quality, and we even see that in this episode where uh, him and Kate are going to the library and they're trying to learn physics, and, and this was all the preparation for their parents' anniversary. Uh, celebration that yep. they were planning right but it's all about his intelligence but then he defines himself in this relationship as the heart and, and calls beth the head and that was one of the things that like really struck me as mm. as interesting the idea of the head being more of this place of being able to detach and be cold and she was right right like he said that oh you're t-, he kind of alluded to like you're taking that the wrong way but i actually thought like i, I felt for her i empathized with her like no i think she's taking it the exact right way like you're you're saying that she's cold and detached a little bit.
0: Yeah, and 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 to be clear, I have felt for Beth many times in this series. Yes. Listen, Rando is probably my favorite character and dude is a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I just direct,
1: a whole lot. A
0: whole lot. So, and what I and what I really appreciated was being able to see Beth share her true feelings around the situation, which was Um, No, actually, this joint hurts a lot, and my way of dealing with it is to like, yeah, detach to to move away from it. This wasn't Beth's mode of operation; it was how she was trying to deal with this really real hurt, right? And I'm glad that Randall saw that toward the end, right? I'm glad that Randall was able to say, "Yo, it's not fair (laughs) that like I keep making you have to deal with this. Like it's it's hard, and I keep bringing it up in a way that makes it more difficult, and that's not okay."
1: I think what I really appreciated about this episode was the peeling back it was particularly from from the interactions with Beth of like how we are not the perfect couple and I am not the perfect person right and like and and she shows just how human she is right and and that's in the moments when when Kate comes to the hotel room after there's been a blow up at the magic Mike show we see an image of Beth cleaning up these wrappers of a bunch of candies on the bed and she reveals to Kate like oh yeah I eat chocolate a lot when I'm when I'm upset Right, and you would never get that sense, right? Because when we see images of Beth and Randall, it's like a very healthy life. We see health and wellness with them. They even joke about at the end that like she married Randall because of his abs, right? And like, but they're they're very healthy, right? And so like, that was like a small thing, a subtle thing that I thought was really great.
0: Oh my goodness, the part where um where they were in the in the club and they were arguing, it, it felt to yeah, it felt to me like the most human I had seen them. Cause, yeah, maybe they are kind of set up like. To to look like, yeah like the perfect couple but like to to see Randall be like oh like Deja called me and she's like wait a minute you came for that <laughs> you know um, and then the, the confrontation with Kate and, and and Beth where Kate was like yep Randall's made it really clear who's more important right and I remember thinking I remember thinking a lot at that point right <laughs> but part of what I remember thinking was that interacted with my thoughts on marriage mm. like just around like. Yeah, I, I do have a personal belief that, like, when you get married, like, that's your number one, right? Like, no one else matters more than your spouse, right? And so, to see that and to be like, oh, oh, that's real. Whew! <laughs> that, was, that was real, and, and Kate was upset, but I wonder if, like, if Randall had really projected that if he was wrong, right? Like, that was... Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was, was a lot. That was a lot
1: there. As we were watching this episode, this is one of the things that you remarked that really stuck with you at the beginning was one trope, this one phrase that Beth would continually come back to in the episode, which is, it is what it is, right? And and she also said it in the way of such is life, right? But those are those are very similar sayings of the same idea, right? But this idea of like, this situation is what it is and you don't have much control over it or this is just what life is right and it was interesting because that felt like particularly whether it was like the actual delivery of those lines or like the the emphasis of that idea several times in this episode that like that is i feel like we're gonna see more of that or or peel back more of that layer with this character with beth in maybe the coming two episodes that as the season rolls out but certainly over the next seasons, like it felt like there's so much more of a story there. And maybe it's, like, just from her relationship with Randall and, like, him being somebody who always feels like he is in control of a situation and tries desperately to control a situation. Yeah. I think similar, like, his father. Or maybe there's more there of, like, her backstory. I'm not sure, but it's certainly it's something that stuck out to both of us. It reminds
0: me of the future cast that we saw of Randall and his oldest daughter. I'm just hoping we get to see some some past of some of these other characters, right? Like, I'm, 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 I'm interested in seeing some some flashbacks of Beth's life, some flashbacks of Toby's life, you know, like these characters who aren't the Pearsons, but like play such pivotal roles.
1: We didn't talk about this last episode, but there's was something that, that struck out to me. When they, when they did the future cast, right, and we see it's at the end of the episode, Randall's an older man, and he's with his daughter, and his daughter uh, is working with some sort of organization that's doing some placement of foster children, maybe social services, I'm not sure, but, like, is in that sort of role. Initially, I thought that that was his older daughter. But as that episode played out, and then this episode, too, I'm not sure if we definitely know if that older character, right, is his daughter or is Deja. I'm not sure we know.
0: Oh! All right, that's the end of the episode, y'all. drop the mic. See y'all next week. I'm going to bet my money it's his older daughter. But you're right. <laughs> that might that might be Deja. Okay. That might be Deja. Yep. <laughs> True. Me, Something's going to happen there yeah. where
1: eventually she's in the family. One of the characters that's desperately trying to get in the family, and we see that so much this episode, right? From the very moment that he says his first words, as far as like why he's so excited for this bachelor trip, and our second big three of the night is Toby. So, so much about Toby and, and like his desire and the vulnerability he brings to the space. Uh, but also... His sort of parallels to another very important character in this show. I
0: love Toby, and I love that Toby is an example of a man who is okay with being vulnerable. He is such a refreshing depiction of, of manhood. I just love watching him move. I love watching him talk. I love watching him be, and um, and we got a lot of that in this episode where he was just completely comfortable with saying yo. I want to be close to y'all. I didn't have a great relationship with my brother growing up. I would like to be close to y'all. That's what I was hoping this weekend was going to be about. And that's what I want, right? And in the conversation that could have gone so many different directions, I'm so happy that it went that direction. He was just open and honest and vulnerable with these two men. And then ended up, you know, coaching them about how to be their best selves in the midst of his own bachelor party where he got left, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just, there's this, this grandness about his character, right? Like this... The way that it looks like he's about to be impacting other people is big too.
1: You brought up a really interesting point right there, which is the grandness of Toby, right? And we've actually seen several different times throughout the first two years of this show him taking on grand gestures and now we come to this episode where we understand jack is somebody who takes on grand gestures for the people he loves right and this is something that we've talked about a little bit over the last several weeks which is like the parallels between toby and jack and them being two very similar characters i saw that in this episode in that in that moment when they're walking down the strip and he, and he's he's counseling Randall and Kevin at this point, right? And when you think about Vegas in general, like Vegas is the the symbol, the metaphor of going big and of grand gestures, right? Like it embodies that in my mind, right? And at this moment, Vegas so much in this episode and their trip there has been a bust, right? And we actually see a parallel with the kids preparing the the dinner and the meal and their celebration of their parents during the... Uh, anniversary scenes that like they're kind of busting there Mm. right and it takes a force to really propel them to do the big bold thing and in the scenes in the anniversary when they're younger it's jack right and it's jack telling kevin about like it's not actually about the it's not about the actual gesture it's about the intention right but then it's toby in the present that's the one that just says to kevin take the bold move and call ron howard you have his number and inspires him to do that and with Randall says like, listen, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. You don't need counseling from me. But what you need to understand is like, essentially, you already do enough. So it's sort of like have some perspective, have some grace, and yes, push forward. And it's him that's the one that actually makes the big bold things happen in this episode.
0: And, uh, and we've talked about this too, right? Like there's these parallels, these connections to that that seem to be being drawn to 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 Jack, right? It's. It's making me fear for your boy. It's making <laughs> you're making me I don't know, if Toby gonna make it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> you know? You're
1: so scared that Toby's gonna I don't is gonna get it sometime in the next several years. Yo,
0: I swear if they kill my man off, I'm not gonna be a happy dude. This dude, he's so important. The more and more I look at him, the more I'm just like, you're an important depiction of manhood. Of like what it looks like to just go all in. With whatever you do, and to and to give and to give and to give and to be vulnerable and honest and you know and and to allow yourself to be scared with and around people and yeah man I just I just need him to give him a couple more seasons y'all don't leave this man alone man don't 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 take him away from me quite yet.
1: It's interesting with both of these characters with Toby and with Beth, the similarities between Toby with Jack and Rebecca with Beth. And like the the presence that they bring to the Pearson family and to the Pearson kids, like that they they have similar attributes, and and it reminds me of this idea of like the people that we often invite into our life. It's not the first time we've had those kind of people in our lives. We invite that sort of energy, and I just think that like that's an interesting dynamic that I think is is developing. In the show,
0: I was just reading an article a little before I got here around how we are attracted to people who who remind us of our caregivers growing up, and now we're having this conversation around this these parallels between Kate and her her love for Toby and Rebecca and her love for for Jack and yeah, just how much of Jack is in Toby and how yeah, it's becoming more and more clear that that's what Kate season,
1: Toby. So you and I were clearly on the same page in this episode of what we were seeing with Beth and what we were seeing with Toby. I think one place where we weren't seeing the same things uh, in our final big three of the night was just like the the amount of pop culture Yo! references Yo! And, the, and the ease with which this show relied on pop culture as a way to tell a story. Right? It was something that I really appreciate right? because a lot of times I think we find with TV shows, certainly like network TV shows and movies that are, are mainstream, like don't necessarily embrace pop culture, I think to the way that it actually plays into our daily lives. right? And this show has done it each and every episode, but particularly this one. So even
0: the way, I just want to be clear about what was really happening, right? Because even the way Christian just described all that is an indication of the the different interactions we were having, Christian. So what happens is some we'll watch the show sometimes and then we'll pause it and talk about what did we see. And Christian made a mention about the four or five pop culture references that had happened, <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you? What I don't like. All of that went over my head. Everything went over my head. And then we, we did it again, and he was like, oh, there's this other pop culture. Oh, that was such a good reference. I heard him whisper, it's such a good reference. I was like, what are you talking about, my guy? I missed it all. I missed it all. And I'm just like, oh. And it just made me wonder, like, what, what pool are we drawing from? <laughs> I'm just wondering. I'm just
1: wondering. So a couple of the pop culture references that I got the minute I heard them, and I would look at George, and he'd be like, Wait, what? (laughs) Here are a couple of them. So there was the moment where uh, Toby's asking Kate to help him decide between his blazers. He makes mention to Ocean's Eleven and also to Frank Sinatra because he's got two jacks that are very similar. Those two characters are characters that are emblematic of Las Vegas. And so him and Kate quote lines from Ocean's Eleven. And that's how he decides on the Ocean's Eleven one. Another reference throughout the entire episode is to Pretty Woman. There's... The kids showing the film or the box of the film to Rebecca and being like, "Mom, Dad should wear a tuxedo and you should wear this," and they're pointing Julia Roberts, who's who's dressed in her uh, hooker clothes. Um, and so she's like, "I don't know how to respond to this to my kids. That's kind of crazy." They also quote lines. Toby quotes a line from the movie, which is Julia Roberts when uh, she's been denied at this really bougie uh, boutique place and then comes back. And she's all dolled up. And she says to the woman that's working there, she's like, you work on commission, right? And the woman's like, yeah. And she goes, big mistake. Huge. That's one of like my mom and I's favorite lines. I definitely watched that movie numerous times. By numerous, I mean dozens and dozens with my mom in the 80s and 90s. Don't judge me. And then there's the reference to Cosmos, that Kate has loved Cosmos, Forever and is the only woman that still drinks Cosmos and they mentioned Carrie Bradshaw obviously that is a reference to Sex and the City again looked over at George and he was like wait what? I
0: had no idea who Katie Bradshaw Kate, Kate Bradshaw? Carrie Carrie, Blake. Carrie Bradshaw well there we go Carrie there it Bradshaw it is. and he was like oh Sex and the City lady and I was like oh yeah she's pretty and that's about, a, that's about all
1: I know about her. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> to be clear, George, you did not say she is pretty. What exactly did you say when we finally came to the conclusion of like who Carrie Bradshaw was? I said, that's a
0: pretty white woman.
1: You said, yo, she's bad.
0: I, I did. I said, that's a bad white woman.
1: You said she's bad. What does it mean to be bad? Just for the listeners, because right, we want right. to make sure everybody's on the same page, right? Because right? you and I weren't on the same right. page. We want to make sure everybody's on the same page. When I
0: said she's a bad white woman, what I meant was she is a very attractive white woman. Is what I
1: said, which then led us into a disagreement. This was our point of disagreement, maybe the first in our "Is This Us" podcast. Yep, this whole this whole pop culture piece, and also this disagreement where I said, "Yeah, I guess." With the Carrie Bradshaw piece, and then George asked me, "Who's your woman that you would say is bad, and is a white woman?" And I said, "Scarlett Johansson." And then George was like, uh, "Yeah, whatever."
0: I'm not saying Scarlett Johansson is not pretty. I'm just saying I'm not necessarily like, you know.
1: Right. You're you're rocking with Carrie Bradshaw, and I'm rocking with Black Widow. That's cool. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm losing here, and the only reason I'm losing is because Black Widow was much more relevant than Carrie Bradshaw right now. That's literally it
1: so i mean it's interesting right because we're just talking about these two shows that are very pop culture worthy right and i think that that was what was so interesting regardless of the disparities between Euros and i's understanding of pop culture was the show relying so heavily on it and their ease with it right and and Even understanding how pop culture plays an impact in our lives. And there's a moment where Kevin early on is in his hotel room in Vegas and he's talking about like, do you know how many small bottles, shot bottles there are of liquor? And she's like, I don't know, and he's like 27. They have this back and forth and she's like, oh, well, you're the Manny who got drunk and went to rehab and almost ran over his kid, right? and the idea there is the reality that like these people live in a world much like us that is consumed with pop culture is consumed with celebrityism and of course that would happen like mm-hmm. of course people would know that he's the manny and he's Kevin Pearson and he had this problem and
0: it kind of brought you back to Kevin his his role as a as a famous movie star was so much more prevalent in the first in the earlier episodes right and it just it just reminds you like oh yeah this dude's a star he can't move and people not know, right? Like, the paparazzi are going to be all over his life. So, yeah, it was just, it was to me, it was like a, it was like, not a reintroduction, but it just brought me back to parts of his character that didn't, that haven't necessarily been in the forefront recently.
1: It's interesting to note, right, that there was such a disparity of understanding the pop culture references in this episode between you and I, yep. right? Like, I got, I'm sure that there were a few that I missed in this episode, right? But I got a vast majority of them. And you didn't, yep. right? Yep. And part of that, it's interesting, right? Because I think that there's this knee-jerk reaction or this ability for, for us as a community, as a society of people watching this show, because it's like the biggest hit show going on right now, one of them, certainly on network television. And I think we need to, we need to be critical and examine, like, yeah. the writing to this show is still coming from a writing team that is vastly uh, white. Right. And, and and so like these, these pop culture references, right, in some of this writing is going to I think resonate with an audience in a way that isn't necessarily inclusive in some ways.
0: It was interesting to yeah, I mean I had said it earlier, right? Like what pool are they drawing from, right? Um, and I was joking around with Christian and I said, you know, I didn't hear any references to the Cosby show or Good Times, you know? I, I did appreciate the Stevie Wonder in the, in the beginning, though. I did shout about, out to Stevie. St- shout out to Stevie. Shout out to Stevie. If I were to watch this show with people that I grew up with, I am pretty certain that they too would not have caught a lot of the references, right? I didn't, you know, I've never seen Pretty Woman, you know? I, have you know, uh, have not seen Ocean's 12. I've seen a lot of movies. Have not seen Ocean's 12 with Pretty Woman. Only knew about Sex and the City lady, because Sex and the City was huge, didn't necessarily watch Sex and the City, just knew about that character and about how famous that show was when it was on HBO. So much of that stuff went over my head and it just begs the question, like, yeah, who who is who is writing this show, right? As amazing as this show is, right? Like, who who is writing it?
1: Just because this show is about a family that adopts a young black man, Right and is a fi- and is a show that shows some diversity in some way. Obviously, in the depiction of their relationships. I mean, you and I have talked a lot about how Beth and Randall is like arguably the healthiest relationship mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. show, and obviously that is a great thing, right? But I don't think we want to we want to swing too far one way to say like just how impactful or how revolutionary this show is because at the end of the day like in this disparity that we're talking about right here right like there is a clear bias right to Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. what would often be considered i think white culture so
0: what i do appreciate even in the disparity right is that it doesn't seem like the show ignores that um and i can appreciate that i can appreciate that the show doesn't just sweep that under the rug and act like it's a non-issue but they address there are times when they address it um, and they address it really clearly, and I can at least appreciate
1: that. At the end of the day, it's still our favorite show. <laughs> I
0: mean, but man, I'm watching this every day. Stop
1: it. And when we came to the realization that there is only two episodes after this week, we got we got a little sad. But but don't don't worry, George and the people out there listening. We are going to have plenty of new content still coming, even though there's only two more episodes. We are still going to be creating content for the next several weeks and months. So we appreciate you listening. Please continue to like, share, rate, all of those great things. I am Christian Shabu. I am George Black. And this is Is This Us, the podcast. We appreciate
0: y'all.